Well, it's that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond. This is episode number 695 for August 7th, 2021. And I'm your host, Allison Sheridan. This week, our guest is Bart Bouchotts with Programming by Stealth, installment 122. How are you doing today, Bart? I'm doing fine. I'm just ignoring the fact that someone has teleported a piece of December into August. I'm I'm just putting that out of my mind. (laughs) Pretending you didn't face gale force winds to get back here today, huh? Oh, the getting back was easy because I always cycle into the wind. The the first two hours of my three-hour cycle were horrible. The last hour, which was just as far as the first two hours, that was easy. Oh, wow. You just come flying off the mountain. (laughs) Whoosh! Oh, yeah. The the difference in the splits was quite noticeable. 50% extra free. Anyway. Oh, great. Well, hey, are we going to finally get to use Shamaw this week? We are indeed. In fact, if, if we believe in the 80-20 rule of the universe, we're probably going to do all of the Shays while most of us are going to use. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Um, which basically means adding a file, editing a file, deleting a file. That is sort of the essence of managing files. <laughs> right, right, right. That sounds like it. And along the way, we go on a slight scenic detour where we learn how to actually configure Shaymaw to do some stuff automatically for us, save us a bit of work. Um, and we get to play around a bit with the eccentricities of the terminal because we want to configure our editor, which is kind of important for editing files. Oh, good. Okay. Before we get stuck into new stuff, I just want to take a moment to refresh our minds about the terminology, because if the terminology isn't straight in your head, then you can't read the fine manual, which is superb, but it uses Shamewa lingo. So if Shamewa lingo isn't in your mind, it's it's garbage. <laughs> it's like, you know, aviation English. The words are English. The meaning is utterly opaque unless you speak the jargon. Well, Shamewa, it is English, but the meaning is utterly opaque unless you speak the jargon. Okay. So as a reminder, Shamewa manages what it calls targets, which you and I call files, folders, and siblings. It say it saves their desired definitions in what it calls its source state, and it converts that source state into a destination state, which gets applied to a destination directory, which is usually, unless you go out of your way to change it, your home directory. Okay, so the, the target destination is your home directory, and the uh, target state is created by Shemoi from its source state. Correct. And everything you're managing is called a target. So you have source and destination, uh-huh. and the thing that's being translated from one to the other is called a target. Okay, but the source and destination are both on the same computer? They Yes, but they can also exist elsewhere because the source is a folder that is a Git repository. Right. But so if I use Shemwa on Mac 1 and Shemwa on mm-hmm. Mac 2, and I'm managing the same set of dot files, do I have two sources or one? Is there one source on each? There, okay, each computer has a local source, which is each going to be a Git repository, which is probably going to share the same remote. <laughs> so you're going to keep them in sync. It's as if you're writing code on two computers. Okay. Okay. Okay, because because the source really is the managing of the files, not the files yes. themselves. It's the managing of them. The source is where you define what you would like reality to be, okay. and the destination is that definition projected into reality. Okay. 
So it seems at a the moment, there's two sources, multiple sources, a source on every machine, but yeah. But those sources are kept in sync, so are, it's a bit of an it's a bit of an existential question. If you have two <laughs> things that are the same, but they're in two places, are they one thing or are they two things? <laughs> okay, all right. So I think I've got the lingo down at this instant in time. Okie dokie. The as we said, the source state is nothing more or less than a directory, which is tilde slash dot local share chamois. Uh, but we don't have to remember that, and it is a Git repository. Uh, the other thing I mentioned last time is that when you're using Shema, the targets you always name the target. So if the Shema if the Shema docs tell you that the argument should be a target, you always discuss the target in terms of its path. So you will call it tilde slash dot git config, regardless of where it is, because that's its real name. In our case, we're probably going to keep it in our home directory because that's a standard place to do it. But you're saying even if it lives somewhere else, it's okay. Name sorry, would be no, I, I, sorry. Yeah, I, th I think you've misunderstood. Git dot git config is just an example of a target, right? It's a dot file being managed, right? But we're we're probably going to be keeping our dot files in our uh, home directory. Absolutely, we are. That's that's why I'm saying. So you call it where it really is. So tilde slash oh, git config. Where it really is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you always call it by its destination. Even though what you're doing is you're adding to the source. Correct. So you, okay. its real name is always where you want it to be in the real world. But under the hood, it's going to get saved in all sorts of different places. But okay. you talk about it. it by its real world name. That seems better because that's where you think of it being. Exactly. It's target location. Okay, well, that's good. All right. Yes. Um, and then the there's a link in the show notes to the manual, or sorry, the reference manual, as it calls itself, mm -hmm. which is extremely helpful. But from our point of view, for now, because today we're not doing any of the fancy stuff, we're not doing templating, we're not doing multiple machines. So for now, for today, we can think of Shamewa as a tool for syncing canonical versions of our dot files from a git repo that's in tilde local share chamois into our home directory. It's just copying files from the source to the, de to the destination. Okay. All right. But once we get into templates, it's not just copying, it's being cleverer. But for today, it's just a dumb copier. It's a copy machine. Okay. All right. Uh, and then the last thing to remember is that chamois utterly and completely ignores everything you haven't told it to manage. So in its world, there are managed targets, and everything else is unmanaged. That certainly makes sense. Yeah, exactly, and it will Keep never... Keep your little hands off of it if you, I haven't told you to manage it. Correct. It will religiously not touch an unmanaged target, which is great, because it means it doesn't muck up things. Okay. So let us talk about managing some files, or targets, to use Shamewa's lingo. So if you have some existing dot files on your computer and you'd like to start managing them, then the command to add them to the source state is chamois add, followed by the things you'd like to manage. So in our case, since we have come to chamois through git, why not add the git files we made in the pre in the last of our git installments when we talked about git ignore, we made a, dot, a tilde slash dot git config and a tilde slash dot git ignore underscore global. So why not start managing those? 
So, shame space add space tilde slash dot git config space tilde slash dot git ignore underscore global. All right, I did it. So now, if we run the shame managed command, which we met last time, or we certainly talked about last time, it will list the managed files, which are just those two. Git config and git ignore global. Okay. Yep. So let's, that works. let's peek a little bit under the hood. So we mentioned last time that the source state, which is just a bunch of files in the source directory, uses a bidirectional renaming rule so that the stuff that's being managed by Git isn't all hidden. It's, and was that because these... dot files are hidden, so it calls it dot under it's, it calls it dot underscore. Yes, and it does a couple of other things as well that we'll we may or may not learn about later if we decide. Depending on how advanced we decide to get, it can do some other things too. Actually, we're definitely going to learn that it uses dot tp tpml temple. I think it's a temple for templates for templates. Okay, yeah. So, if we want to see where those files are really stored, right? So we know hypothetically they're in the source, but where are they really? Well, Shemwa has a command source dash path, which will tell us where stuff really is. So if we say Shemwa source dash path tilde slash dot git config, it will tell us that in my case, it's in slash users slash bart slash dot local slash share slash Shemwa slash dot underscore git config. And well, hang on, hang on, hang on. So yeah, that that's what mine says as well now because I just told it to manage it. Are you telling me the files don't really exist in my home directory? Yes, they do. But what's in your home directory is not what is being managed. That is the result, right? Okay. But if I were to uninstall Shemwa tomorrow and mm-hmm. say, I'm just not going to do that anymore, all my stuff is still in my, in my home, conf- uh, home directory, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. That is one of the reasons. for a minute there. (laughs) No, no. So it is telling you where in Shamewa's source state it has stored the target tilde git config. So it is physically stored on your hard drive. The source copy of it is stored there. Okay, good. Okay, okay. That makes me feel a little better. You scared me. Now, if you call source path with no arguments, it will actually just tell you Shamewa's folder. So if you can't remember that it's tilde slash dot local slash share slash shamewa, just shamewa source dash path will just give you the path to the base folder that it's okay. running the entire source state in. And that's kind of useful, actually, because we can use that in conjunction with the backtick operator, which is common to both bash and the ZSH. So it's one of the few times in this installment I don't have to say everything in two different ways. So if you put a command inside backwards single quotation marks, or backticks, as programmers tend to call them, then what bash and zsh both do is they execute the command and then they use the result. So if you type cd space backtick shamewa space open source dash path backtick, then you will change into the result of executing that shamewa command, which is the folder where shamewa stores its stuff. Sorry, I'm giggling a little bit because you <laughs> it's supposed to be shamewa space source dash path. You said shamewa space open source dash path. You're so Did used I? to saying open source. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. So I when I when I was the proofing these uh, show notes ahead of time, I tried typing in 
CD space and writing the whole path, the user slash, uh, in my case, Allison slash dot local slash shared slash shame one. It said permission denied. But I'm a lot, yeah. but if I type CD space backtick, shame space source dash path backtick, it works. Mm-hmm. That I can't explain because that doesn't make any sense. There's something going on. There's a piece missing there. I mean, I copied and pasted. Ah, so then you would have done slash user slash Bart. No, I copied and pasted from my own computer. Okay. <laughs> Good guess, though. That is the kind of thing I would do. Wait, now it's saying I it's, don't. Then I don't know what's going on, but it's definitely there's, there's a subtlety there that I'm missing. Because that's not expected behavior. Wait, now it worked. Okay, must have done something wrong before. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. Good. So in the show notes, that didn't make see, any sense to me. Yeah, that that is particularly weird. Okay. So in the show notes, you say the PWD command for those of you who didn't play along with taming the terminal is the present working directory command. So you can see that before I do anything, I'm in users Bart, and then I do the cd backtick shamo source dash path backtick, and then I do a PWD, and I'm in my shamo folder. Very yep. exciting. Now that we're in here, why not have a look around? Let's see what it actually does in here in its source. So ls minus la for lo- for uh, list sorry long list and all that's the l and the a uh, and that will show us that the two files we expect are indeed their dot underscore git config and d underscore git underscore sorry dot underscore git ignore underscore global and the hidden dot git folder which is in every git repository which proves to us that this is indeed a git repo. That makes me happy. <laughs> I feel like I'm home. You know, I understand yeah, exactly. what that is now. Okay. All right. Now, you can always get here using the backtick shame source path trick. There is actually a quicker way to get a very similar result. Shame has a command called shame CD, which almost does what it sounds like it does, but it does it in a slightly strange way. What it does is it creates a whole new shell in that directory. Which, for the most part, is unnoticeable because it will default to using your default shell. So if you're a ZSH user, it'll default to using ZSH. And if you're a Bash user, it'll default to using Bash. So at first glance, you won't notice that what it's actually done is put you inside a terminal inside a terminal. But it has... And the first way that will be obvious is if you hit the up arrow to go to the previous command, it won't be there because you're in a new terminal. Yeah, it's, it does have commands in there. Yeah, but they're going it's to be from things... your previous activities, not Actually, what you wait just a minute. did. Hmm. No, mine is. And you ran Shamewall CD? Yeah. Now, it was already in the Shamewall directory. Unless it's being clever. But I tried it earlier and I had previous commands, but they were actually things I, I wrote yesterday. That would Yes, that would make sense because the history file is a little bit strange with how it deals with multiple simultaneous terminal windows. Yeah, but I'm so I just wrote shamo space CD and I'm seeing CD when I put it in back ticks and stuff and shamo source dash path. I'm seeing all those commands. Well, that's... An accident huh. of how the the, the um, history file is working for you. Normally, generally speaking, you won't find exactly what you're doing last because you're in a whole new shell. Okay. Uh, 
One way you know you're in a new shell is that you have to type exit to get back to where you were. Uh-huh. So let's, let's do that. Uh, the other neat little trick is that there's an environment variable called dollar which holds your current process ID. And the command to print out an environment variable is echo dollar followed by the variable name. So echo dollar dollar will output your current process ID. So in the show notes, you can see what happens when I echo my process ID. I do a shame CD. I echo my process ID and you see they have changed. That proves I have gone into a new shell. Hmm. Then I type exit and I echo my process ID and I'm back where I came from. Yeah, and that works for me. One interesting thing, maybe you took this out of the show notes just for brevity, but when I exit, mm-hmm. it says saving session, copying shared history, saving history, truncating history files completed. Do you get all that's that? That's your shell. No, that's your shell. You have something configured in Bash or CSH to do that. That is not default Mac OS X behavior. I only put stuff in here you tell me to. <laughs> no, someone else has been playing with you, or you've been playing with someone else. <laughs> I haven't cheated on, on me. you, Bart, I promise. <laughs> With another nerd. Oh, no. Oh, it's probably Helma. It's okay. I was just going to say, it's, prob- it's probably, it probably is Helma. <laughs> yeah, so no, oh, I don't Price that. Mike Price gets in here from time to time. You can't trust any of them. All right. Um, I don't really know why Shaymont decided to do it that way, but they did. So I figured I would explain it because it is a little bit weird that you end up because if you do this too often, you can end up deep down the rabbit hole of a shell inside a shell inside a shell inside a shell. So it is kind of useful to know what's going on, uh, just to stop you getting very confused. Okay, so we've added some stuff to Shamewell. Great. Now it is a Git repository, but it doesn't do the Git stuff for you automatically unless you ask it to we'll talk about later but out of the box shame expects you to do your own git because you probably want to make five or six changes and then make one commit with a commit comment of your choice so it sort of leaves it up to you to decide how you'd like to put in your you know how, how do you like to git right some people like to commit early and commit often some people like to do a whole day's work and then commit it as one giant big blob some people like to write really short comments. Some people like to write an essay. Some people like to use uh, structured commits to to put some sense on their comments. Other people don't. So, you know, do whatever it is you'd like. So, Shamewall leaves it to us to do the git. But even at that, we actually have three choices for how we do the git, depending on more, on, on our preferences. So, the first choice is we can just use the plain old git command line like we've been doing in this entire series we can either do the cd trick with the back ticks or we can do shamewa cd either way we get ourselves into that folder and then we just use the git command right git space status git space minus am commit you know everything we've learned in the past many installments we can also just open that folder in your favorite git gui be that source tree or git kraken or the the um, GitHub app, whatever you like. You know, any Git GUI can open that folder because it is just a Git repository. To be honest, this is what I do because it saves me remembering the path. I just save it as a, as a as one of my favorites in uh, Git Kraken and then I can get to it really quick and easy. That's sort of how I choose to manage mine. 
So I just, um, as an experiment, tried uh, opening this repo and Get Kraken's asking me, uh, says the repo schema must have an initial commit in order to be opened. That is correct. That's expected we have not behavior. yet done our first commit. Okay. Yes. We have not, not done a commit it until yet. Until we play first. I'm going to cancel that. Yeah. Okay. And the, the other option is an interesting one. Shamewa sort of provides a wrapper around git using the Shamewa git command. So it's very convenient because you can run it from any directory. You could be in any directory on your Mac and type Shamewa space git space status, hmm. and it will show you the status of Shamewa's git repository. Okay. Which is interesting. And as yeah. I say, it could be quite convenient because you, you know, you may be editing files somewhere else. But it does come at the cost of a weirdness. So the shame what command can accept flags, you know, minus, minus, whatever, or minus, whatever. And the git command can accept flags. So how does shame one know when you're talking to it or when you're asking it to ask git? Right? Right, right. Because they both speak the same language. Sort of. Yeah. So the answer is, when you want Shamewall to stop listening, you use the special flag minus minus. And from oh. that point on, Shamewall will take every every other flag and hand it over to Git. Go, okay, you're not talking to me anymore. Okay. Oh, well, that kind of makes sense. It does, but it's easy to forget. Yeah. So if you're happy enough to remember the minus minus, then... The git, the shamewa git can be useful. Now, one place it's really handy is if you just want to do a quick status, because the great thing with the git status command is there are no flags. So it's just shamewa space git space status, and you get your git status, which is just a really quick and easy way to see what's going on, which right. at the moment should show you two, untra- two untracked files and nothing staged. Right, right. Okay. But if you want to actually commit something, you know, with a minus AM, then it's shame all space git space commit space minus minus space minus AM space, you know, some git commit message. And that's, I mean, you, you can get into the habit, but it is a bit of a mouthful. And that is kind of why I prefer to just use the GUI because it's really obvious what's going on. Yeah, yeah. So teaching your brain to have two different ways to talk to git when you're used to writing to git normally... Yeah, exactly. Like, so maybe give make life a little bit easier on yourself and, you know, pick a strategy. Whichever works for your brain, do that, but maybe don't do all three. <laughs> okay. So let us now, we've added files. Great. And that is a very, very common thing to want to do, right? You have lots of things on, on your computer. They're all working the way you want. So add them into Shamewa. Well, the other thing you're going to want to do at some point in the future is edit a file you are already managing. And Shamewa will not, Shamewa is very accommodating. If you go and edit the real file, you can then tell Shamewa to go fetch it from the destination and bring it to the source, which is obviously backwards, but it'll do it for you, right? You, you can just, you can so just if you basically, forget. if you forget that what you do is you add it as if you'd never added it before and Shamewa will very cleverly just go, oh, okay, fine, I'll edit the existing one then. Okay. So you can just go shame or add again, and it'll be perfectly happy with that. But really, I would strongly urge people to get into the good habit of editing the source 
applying the changes and then committing the changes to Git. So that's your sort of your three-step process. And if you're going to use templates in the future, you have to do it this way around because a template goes from source to target. A template does not work when you go backwards. So it is good to get into the habit of going forward. So edit the file and the source, apply the source to the destination, and then commit your stuff to Git. So let's do that in those orders. Okay. Let's So the first thing to do is how do you edit a target in the source state? Well, the shamewa command for editing is shamewa edit. And you tell it which target you want to edit. And do it I need will to open. be in the shamewa? No. This is one of okay. the wonderful things. You can be anywhere and type shamewa space edit space tilde whatever, and it will open it. But don't do it just yet. Okay. And I can see you typing frantically. Don't do it just yet. Because no, I was just exiting the shamewa shell and it. Yeah, just open the terminal window. Yes, that's exactly what I just did. Now I'm back pristine. I'll stop fooling around. So the edit command will try to edit the file in an editor, unsurprisingly. And Shamewad does it in a very Linuxy, Unixy way. The semi-standard environment variable for where you should tell Unix or Linux or the Mac that your preferred graphical editor is bloody blah is with an environment variable called visual. Uh, your really? secondary backup Wait, is you choose an editor by telling it dollar visual. Right. If you right, so when you do something in Git and it needs your input, it opens an editor. Right. How does it know what editor to open? No, it I'm just saying the, the word's funny. I'm just saying visual. Why visual? That- ah, because the older way for plain text editors was dollar editor or the environment variable editor. And when they added a visual editor, they decided that they didn't like typing. So instead of it being editor and visual editor, it became editor and visual. But there's like a silent editor. How is an editor editor not visual? Well, because the default is VI. And that's not considered visual? (laughs) No, because it's just plain text, right? There's no... So visual means like a rich text editor? Visual means, basically, visual means like a GUI or something beyond just a plain text editor. Okay. All right. You can have a little bit of an argument. I don't know how deep you want to go down the rabbit hole. You can have a little bit of an argument whether VI, ye olde VI is an editor, whereas Vim is is a visual editor because Vim can do syntax highlighting. But I'm not going down (laughs) down that rabbit hole. Okay. So Shamewa's default behavior is to look for dollar visual. If there's nothing in dollar visual, it tries dollar editor. If there's nothing in dollar editor, it falls back to VI. Now, by default on your Mac, there is no dollar visual and there is no dollar editor. So by default, you will end up in VI. I, I adore VI, but it's not particularly human friendly, especially not to a human who wasn't expecting to be in VI. Mm. Because, it, well, you, you basically get trapped. Unless you know to go escape colon WQ or escape colon Q exclamation point, you are actually stuck. <laughs> right, right. So this is why I would said not to go ahead and just type it in, because then you are going to be stuck. Now, if you want to learn VI, which is an amazing editor, installment 11 of Taming the Terminal has VI as a bonus extra, because even in Taming the Terminal, I considered VI to be too esoteric. 
Cut my teeth on VI, but uh, I'm still not good at it. So hopefully you'll give us another solution. There is practice. But anyway, there is an escape hatch. Um, There is a tech, there is a human-friendly sort of alternative to VI called Nano, which is actually a port of something called Pico, which started off as the text editor component inside a mail client called Mutt. There's a bit of history I learned today while trying to figure out whether Nano copied Pico or Pico copied <laughs> Nano. I, I knew one of them was was inspired by the other, but I wasn't sure which way around it was. But anyway, Nano is is the so Nano came later, but it is what ships on the Mac, and it it is definitely available on every version of Linux. So if you set the environment variable editor to Nano, then you will use Nano as your editor instead of um, VI. And the way you set an environment variable is with the export command. So export space name of variable equals whatever. So if you want Shaymaw to use nano, it's export space editor in all caps equals nano. And it's very important. Should that be dollar editor? No. Dollar means read the variable. So dollar means go fetch. So editor is the variable and dollar editor is how you fetch editor. Okay. It's a subtlety. Yeah. Okay. So when you're creating for the amount of times I have exported dollar editor, which actually means that I've saved a variable that I then access as dollar dollar editor. <laughs> okay. I thought it was a typo and I had just changed it. So I'm glad I asked. Okay. So export space editor in all caps equals nano. And now it'll now it'll if you were nano? to now if you were to do a shame edit, it would use nano. But if you're on a Mac, we can go a step better. Why not set a visual editor, say text edit, which is on every Mac? Mm. And you can oh, okay, the Mac is a little bit weird. You can't act you don't you don't open text editor by opening text editor. Actually no, let me change that. You don't open text editor by executing text editor.app. You open text editor with the open command, which is the okay. terminal equivalent of double clicking on something. Okay. And the open command has a special flag called minus E, which means open this in text edit. So the actual editor you want to export as visual is open space minus E. So in order for that space to work, we need to put the whole kit and caboodle inside single quotes. So it's export space visual equals open single quote. The word open, I shouldn't have used the phrase open single <laughs> quote. <laughs> O-P-E-N space minus E and then close the single quote. Okay. And that and that will now tell um, Shane Wah that we'd like to use text edit. So uh, let me ask a question there. One of the dangers of using text edit is that if it defaults to the rich text format, then that causes all kinds of weird crud. It would do, except for the fact that the minus E flag is smart enough not to do that. Good. Okay. Good, good, good. Yes. I I, I actually checked this because I always have my text that it configured to default to plain text. So I undefaulted it to plain text, double checked that it really did do what the man pages said it would, and it did. <laughs> good. Okay. All right. Uh, and purely, if you're interested, the open command can be used to open any text editor or hmm. IDE of your choosing. The way you do that is with the minus A flag for app, and you tell it then the app. So to use Smultron, which is one of my favorite lightweight editors, it's open space minus A space slash applications slash Smultron that app. 
And if I export that as visual, then I can open stuff in a nice GUI editor. Okay. Oh, that's cool. And I do want to just, I I sort of already said it in English, but I'm going to underline the point here. The two environment variables, editor and visual, are not a shame what thing. They're a Linux pseudo standard. I believe they're technically part of the POSIX definition, but lots of things use them. So they're not specific to any one command. So you may not want to change it if you don't want other stuff to start using this editor too. And there is a Shamewall specific way of setting an editor for only Shamewall that we'll learn about in a moment. Well, a couple of moments. So let us assume that you have set up your editor of choice. And you do that with the export command, which is great. But gosh darn it, it's a pain in the backside to have to do that export every single time you want to use Shamewa, right? You don't want to have to remember, okay, I've got to export my editor and then I can edit my file. Like, that's not good. Maybe we want the export to happen automatically using some sort of dot file, say. And this is the point where I really wish that the Apple hadn't changed their mind and gone from Bash to ZSH. Not because ZSH isn't better, which it is, but because now I have to say everything twice. So if you're on a Mac using ZSH, we're going to edit a different file to those of you who are on a Mac or a Linux machine using Bash. Okay, so, what am I using is the next question. Oh, sorry. Right. Let's uh, let's just pause for a second. Apple changed us to ZSH if we didn't take any action to stop them. At mm. which OS was that? Was that going into Big Sur? Or was it before uh, that? Might have been okay, Catalina. So I'm on my old Mac, uh, which is the last one that didn't default. That didn't default. So Mojave was the last one not to default. Okay, so if you've ZSH. done nothing in this arena before, you will be on ZSH. Unless and you're on Mojave or older. Right, right. But if you've and been Mojave keeping is still up to in date. security support. Yes. Yeah. And if you're on Linux, you're it's a toss-up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it takes your chances. So anyway, rather than guessing, there's an environment variable that stores your shell. So if you echo dollar shell in all caps, it will tell you what your shell is. If you're on ZSH, it will be slash bin slash ZSH. And if you're on bash, it will be slash bin slash bash. So there's no more guessing, right? You just run okay. echo dollar shell and you'll know where you are. So if you're a ZSH person... The file we the dot file we want to use is tilde slash dot zshenv for zsh environment, and if you're on bash, it's tilde slash dot bash underscore profile. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. So, so in what your are we mind, doing in here again? This is where we're going to permanently say how we want to open files instead of having to type that out every time. Yes, we're going to okay. export to environment. We're going to export an environment variable of our choice. Okay. And it's a good excuse to find something to edit. Okay. Right? So I am going to do the examples for ZSH because I think 90% of our audience are going to be on ZSH. But if mm-hmm. you're a Bash person, just mentally substitute the Bash underscore profile every time I say ZSHN. Okay. Uh, I also want to give you a warning that it is possible if you've been playing around in the terminal before and if you have friends like Helma, that you already have a ZSHenv or a bash profile file. So I have jumped through some hoops here to make sure that these show notes are non-destructive. 
So I am I have written these notes so they will work in the case where you don't have one of these files and in the case where you do. So in order to make sure the file exists in a non-destructive way, we're going to edit a comment onto the end of the file that says boogers. Because okay. I figured that would make Alison laugh. Okay. So to make darn sure the file exists, we're going to echo the string boogers with two chevrons, which means append, onto the end of tilde slash dot So now we're sure the file exists, right? The ch- you, you may have put a silly comment on the bottom of a file you already had, or you've created a new file which only contains a silly comment. But either way, the file definitely exists. Okay. So now we can add it to shamewa. So we can go shamewa space add space tilde slash dot cshenv. Great. Let's edit the file at long last. Okay. So before you do, make sure you've done for the last time an export of some sort. So I'm using text edit. So I exported visual equals open minus e. Now we can type shamewa space edit space tilde slash dot cshenv. For me... What I saw in text edit was only my silly comment about boogers. And I see mine twice because I used the up arrow and, ac- and accidentally hit so it So you again. appended <laughs> twice. Yeah. yeah, so I've got boogers, boogers as comments. It's looking good. So replace the boogers, boogers with your choice of export command from above. So be that oh. export visual equals, you know, whichever one you like. This and is sort of meta. So what we did was very, we, we did this command to open it in our application of choice and now we're opening the environment ver- the environment uh file and putting that command into it but we opened the environment file in the application we were just using yeah got it we're going in okay. nice circles here okay uh, one subtle note if you're using text edit you have to put an empty line on the end or the universe goes weird it's something about text edit being a bit odd okay so yeah, I'm using Cot Editor, so... Aha, well, I've no idea whether or not it'll be something odd. If you see a an caret E at the end of your file when you do the git stuff, then that's the problem. Okay. All right. So I so, saved it. Good. So you have saved it. So we are now in a situation. We are going to ignore git, right? Don't don't think about git. Only think about shamewa. Okay. So the shamewa source is our desired definition of reality and the shema destination is reality so right now those two are mismatched yeah if we if we added it first why didn't we edit it over in the source like you taught us because i wanted to show you the act of editing the point of this example is to show you how no, to edit why a file didn't we, you already Why added. didn't we edit it the, the source version? Why did we edit the target version? Well, because I told you that if you want to be able to use templates and stuff in future, the correct sequence is edit in source, apply the source to the target, then do a git commit. Right, but you just had us edit it over in the target, not in the source. No, no, no we, we made sure the file existed and then we added it. Right. Now we're editing it. Oh, but we did shamewa space edit. Never mind. We did say okay. shamewa space edit, which means yes, we, we edited it over in the source. Correct. Exactly. Okay. okay. So well, I'm glad I asked because I was disconnect. completely backwards. Okay. Yes. So that's why there is now a there is now a difference between what we want reality to be and what reality is. 
Okay. Yes. So okay. we can see that in Chainois with the command Chainois space status, which will now say m for modified dot zshenv. Okay, so the source has been modified, but the target is not. Correct. So we have to apply our changes. But just before we apply them, this tells us which file is edited, which is already useful. But what if we want to see the changes? Well, the command then is diff, and it will actually show us the changes. And it actually uses the git command to generate the diff even though neither of the two files being diffed are actually in Git. <laughs> okay, my head's starting to hurt a little bit, but diffs, okay. Right? Git is good at doing diffs, so why not piggyback on the functionality? So the output you will see is what you expect, which is basically minus hashtag boogers for me, although for you there's going to be two minuses because you had two mm. boogers, <laughs> and then plus export visual or whatever export command you went with. Okay. Oh, it does say slash no new line at end of file. Okay, so that's 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 a sign of the crankitude coming about from not having put an empty line on the end. Interesting. Is that a so it's not text edit's fault? Does it break anything? Uh yeah, you end up with a weird when you do the apply, you end up with a weird special character on the end of the line. Oh. So if you quickly re just do another edit. And add a line. Okay. You just add the line and do a save, and okay. then it'll be grand. Huh. Interesting. So, we now have... All right, I'm going to prove to you we haven't actually made the change for real. If you cat tilde slash dot zshenv, it still says boogers, or for your case, boogers, boogers. Okay, and cat again means... Print out, basically. It's short okay. for concatenate. So you can use it to concatenate multiple files, but in this case, we're concatenating one file. So it's uh, interesting. There's actually, someone has written a more up-to-date version of cat that does syntax highlighting. And do you know what they've called Ooh. it? Bat! <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Indeed. Okay. okay, so I did cat on that and I've got boogers, boogers. Perfect. So that means that we haven't yet applied our changes. So the Shema command to say, take our desired reality, i.e. our source, and make it true at the destination is Shema apply. Oh, that's nice. Let us do Shema apply. Okay. If you see no output, all is well. I didn't see no output. I saw usage colon apply square bracket dash a magic dash d a bunch of numbers command arguments you sure you type shamo space apply and nothing else nope that's embarrassing i typed apply apply (laughs) boy it's hard to get good help yeah i'm on cold medication right now okay i'm gonna put the whole episode down to that (laughs) not i'm an idiot that'll be next week okay i got no output this time Good. No output means no errors. So now if you do the cat command again, you'll see it should now say your export. Oh, it does. Great. Okay. So that is the basic process. We use Shamewa edit. We make our edits. We can do a diff to see that it is what we think. We can do a status to see what all has changed. And when we're happy, we do a Shamewa apply. And then our desired reality gets stamped onto real reality. And at no point are we doing any git commits. 
Not it's yet. Doing That's that the next step us? in our step three. Oh, no. Okay. okay. No, no, you're jumping ahead. So at this point, we have now achieved something. So now we should give, we should take care of our, of our Git now so that it's all nicely saved. So, so right now our source and target are in sync, right? In shame wall world, they are. Where aren't they? Git. So inside Git, we have a working tree that is the shamewall source, and that working tree has been updated, but it has not been committed to Git. So this is as if we had edited any other file in a code editor, right? This is as if we've edited a HTML file. Okay, they just happen to, we've mirrored them, but neither one of it's not committed. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I, I figure this might give you some trouble, so that's why I've sort of been very careful to break these into separate steps, right? Shame while, you know, applying the source to the destination is a shame while thing. Updating the Git copy of the source is a Git thing. So if we now do a shame while CD to bring us into our shame while repository, and we type mm-hmm. a Git status, what you will see is on branch master... Tut, tut, shame while you made us a Git repository with master. Uh, no commits yet. Mm. Untracked files, and then it will list our three files. Yes. So yeah, from Git's point master, of view, it has not been told to care about any files yet. So we need to do the normal Git stuff as if those were index.html, index.js, and mystyle.css, right? Mm-hmm. This is no different to any other programming we've been doing. They're just called dot underscore whatever. So we should add them and then commit them to Git. Now, I'm a bit of a stickler for doing things by the book. So in the show notes, you will see that I break it up into two commits because we've done two different things. We've added the Git stuff and we've added the environment stuff. So I first say git add dot underscore git star, which gets git config and git ignore global. Then I do a git commit minus am using structured commits. So I say feet colon added my git config. We finish that. Then I say git add dot underscore zshenv. Then I do a git commit with the message feet colon added environment variables for shamewa editor. So you only did a you only did the commit of saying added my git config, but we also added our git ignore. No, we didn't, because I said git add dot underscore git star. I only staged two files. There are three files untracked. Yeah, I dot git two config dot git ignore. And dot zsh, but I only right. added two of them with that dot underscore git star that only matched yes. two files. Yes. So in so, your in your commit message, you only said added my git config. Are you considering correct. git ignore part of the git config? Yes. Okay, that's I, I thought of those as two different things. Uh, no, sorry. I guess I should have said git configuration. I meant it in the English broad sense. Okay, I'm going to be more specific on mine. Okay. <laughs> okay, and then I did the other one for the other, you know, environment variable. We can quibble about my naming there too. Uh, and then if you do a git log minus minus pretty, it will print out the status of my git repository and we will see two commits with the appropriate language. And then because I'm now in a shell inside a shell, I typed exit. Okie dokie. I'm still catching up on putting mine in, but uh, 
Got it. Okay, that makes sense. So at this point, we have done the full cycle here, right? So at this point, we could actually stop. But we can actually make... We actually want to configure Shamewa for two reasons. We can save ourselves some Git work by having Shamewa do some of the Git or all of the Git automatically. And we can set up our editor in such a way that we're not depending on environment variables. So Shamewa has a config file. And in fact, it's extremely generous in how you can enter your config. It doesn't actually pick a language for you. It lets you choose the language. So it uses an open source library called Viper that supports a whole bunch of different formats. The default is something called Tumul, which is a markup language that looks very much like the old Windows ini files, if you remember those. I've heard of them. I never had to yeah, use Yeah, so Windows, you start so. the section with a square bracket and then the name of the section closing a square bracket and then you have a whole bunch of value of name equals value, name equals value, and then you start another section with more square brackets. I don't like Tomo. Um I much prefer JSON. And in this series, we have used JSON files for all sorts of things. So to me, Tomal is new and we don't know it yet. And JSON is familiar to us. So we're going to use JSON. So, so I've, I've kind of lost you. What, what are we doing me. with JSON? We are making a configuration file for Shamewa. Okay. Why? So that it will do what we want. What do it we is want it to do? Uh, I wanted to automatically do a bunch of the Git stuff, and I wanted to use an editor without needing environment variables. Then why did we bother giving an environment variable? Just as because a I needed exercise? to show you how to edit a file. Okay, all right, okay. And I need to show you how to delete a file, so we're about to make that file obsolete. Okay, <laughs> I was all excited. Well, I mean, it's a good thing to be able to do, right? You may want to export an environment variable for other reasons, and you now know how to do that. Right. right. If you okay. want to have another environment variable for another reason, that's how you would do it. Okay. So, regardless of what format the Git the Shamewa config file is in, it's always going to be saved into the same place, and it's always going to be called Shamewa dot something, and the something will tell you what format it's in. So the folder will always be tilde dot config Shamewa, and the file will be Shamewa dot JSON. For us. Okay. Now, we could edit that file in any text editor we like, but by far the easiest way to edit that file once it exists is to use the shamewa edit config command. And that will automatically find our config file and open it in our editor of our choice. But we need to make the file exist before we can edit it. So the easiest way to make it exist is with our good friend Echo. So we're going to echo the JSON syntax for an empty object, which is open curly bracket, close curly bracket. We're going to echo that into our into our config file. That is a that is effectively an empty JSON file. Okay, so our our config file in this case is going to be shamewa.json, correct? Mm-hmm. And we're correct. doing it inside the .config slash shamewa directory. Correct, because that is where it has to be for it to be picked up. Okay. So once we do that echo command, we can use shamewa space edit dash config and it will open. So shamewa will now open its own configuration inside the editor we've configured with the environment variable. 
Okay, good. I get to so use it. So for me, it. that was text edit. I, I have no idea. You were saying you were using, what was it? Cod, cod editor. Cod editor. So for you, cod edit should open. It did. And it should contain that very useless empty file. So okay. if you go to the Shamal reference docs, there is an entire section called configuration file. Okay. And in that, sec- in that section of the reference, you will find a table that lists all the different configuration options you can possibly specify. And the first column tells you what section of the configuration to edit. And the first section is called top level. And top level means that it's straight inside the object in the JSON file. So an example of a top level session is format. And the default value for format is JSON. But if we wanted, for some insane reason, to change JSON to YAML, we would say open curly bracket, quote, format, quote, colon, quote, YAML, quote. And that would set the format global option to YAML. Don't do that. Okay, erasing it from my my JSON file because I just put it in there. (laughs) Okay. I, I was looking for a top level option that was actually useful and to be honest none of them are but i still wanted to show in the show notes how you can set a top level one right everything else in that table is inside a named section and those named sections map to objects inside the master object so the the one i care about or the one that we care about together is the section called git which provides two very useful options auto add and auto-commit. Okay. If you set auto-add to true, every time you do a Shamewa add, Shamewa will do a git add. Oh, okay. That makes more sense to me, actually. (laughs) Yeah. So that way, when you do a git status, it will say that the files are ready to be committed. Okay. Now, you can go a step further. You can have it do the commit as well. And you do that by setting auto add to true, sorry, auto commit to true instead of auto add. You lose your opportunity to send a message to yourself of why you did whatever you did. Bing, 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 bing. Which is why I don't do auto auto commit. So I, I like auto add a lot. I do not do auto commit. But auto commit exists and it is there for you if you choose. The other section that's useful is the edit section, which allows us to specify an editor. And it asks us to specify it using command and args. So command should be the path to the editor, and args should be an array of strings for every argument the editor needs. So if you're going to use nano, that doesn't need any arguments. So for nano, it's simply edit colon open squarely command colon slash user slash bin slash nano. Nice and simple. Okay. Text edit, on the other hand, needs the minus E flag. So for text edit, it's inside the edit object is command user bin open args minus E as an array. How does it know text edit? Because if you do a man open, it says that open minus E means open in text edit. Okay, I'm sorry. I did not check the su- catch the subtlety that open was... Only text edit. I did not. It isn't. That. Open minus A is for cut edit or whatever you want. 
No, I so just remember said open at the start, minus. Remember? I said open minus e. I didn't. Yes. I did not catch the subtlety that that specifically is saying text edit. Okay. Um, we we did discuss that earlier. Oh, yeah. So open. My, yes. Open, oh. I said I didn't catch the subtlety that yeah, it was yeah, only no, sorry, text just, edit. Got you. Yeah. So minus a is let me say what, and minus e means text edit in plain text mode. Okay. Okay. So I've got to go back and find where we ed- the exactly how we told it to point to our specific text editor if i want to do that um, right if you hold off a moment i'm about to show you okay good now if you choose to do both a git auto commit and an editor then you need to be really really careful about a very 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 important subtlety for auto commit to work your text editor shouldn't exit until you have saved your changes because otherwise what will get auto committed is no change so if you type nano space some file you don't get your cursor back until you exit out of nano right right so at that point in time is when the auto commit happens the open command immediately gives you your cursor back oh That's problematic, yeah. That's problematic. However, the good people in Apple have thought of this, and the open command has a man page that lists all of its different options. I spent some time in the man page until I came across the wonderful comment, use the, I think it's minus N minus W flags to make uh, open compatible with dollar environment. Or sorry, dollar editor. I was like, I wish I'd seen that earlier. Uh, But actually, there's a third flag you want. So... I'll cut to the chase and say that the flags you need to make this work are minus capital W, minus lowercase n, minus capital F. If you're curious, minus capital W means wait. Minus n means give me a brand new copy of text edit so that if there's another file open somewhere, I don't have to close it too. Because otherwise you'd have to close every copy of every text edit window instead of just the one for the file you're working on now. And minus capital F means don't reopen saved files from last time. So give me a fresh, div- give me a new, fresh copy of text edit and wait for me. WNF. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and the same goes if you want to use another editor like Cut Edit or Smultron. Only then you use minus A to say the name of the app. So my final example is what you're looking for here. We use the edit section to say that our command is user bin open and the args are minus A slash applications slash cot dot app for you or swoltron dot app for me. Minus F minus N minus W. Okay. And then in the Git section, I have added auto add to true because I don't want auto commit. Right, right. Your mileage may vary. Okay. I got it. So with that file saved, you will now have an auto add. And to prove that to myself, I did an example and copied and pasted the output into the show notes. So I did a shamewag git status to prove that I, there was nothing waiting for me before I started, right? It says on branch master, nothing to commit, working tree clean. Then I did a shamewag add tilde slash dot ssh slash config. That's the file where you have to put a bunch of options in to make 
SSH agent interact with the macOS keychain. And we talk about that in Taming the Terminal. So there's important stuff in that file for me. So I wanted it in Shamois. So that's what that command does. Shamois add Ooh, I want tilde that one slash. In so now when I do a shamewire git status, because I've told it to auto-add, the git status says changes to be committed. In other words, it's already added the file, new file, .zshconfig. So now I can go straight to shamewire git commit minus 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 am feet added sshconfig. Uh, little audio typo there, dot .ssh, not zsh. <laughs> that is an interesting audio typo, and it does rather change things. <laughs> A voice okay. A Spico? Spico. Yeah, we need a word for that. I call it a Spico. So okay. that is the effect of the auto add straight away. It was already waiting for me in Git, and all I had to do was commit. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Why? Because you know you're going to add it. There's exactly. No you're always going to add it, right? Aren't. Yeah, right. why would you not? So have it do it for you. I have a question. Question. Perfect. I'm raising my hand for Bart in the video. Um, we now have this environment variable uh, set to open our uh, schema or to open things in um, our editor, but we also have it in schema.json. Which one wins? Uh, the config file wins, which I which, proved to myself by setting you mean the, the JSON? environment for Yes. Yes. Okay. So the JSON is the config file, it wins. So I proved that to myself by having the environment variable be on text edit and my config file being on Smalltron and Smalltron one. Okay. But, but we should probably edit our environment. Yes, we should. As well. Which is okay. the perfect opportunity for the last use case, unmanaging and or deleting a target, i.e. a file. Okay. Now, if when you started this process, you already had a ZSHenv file, do not follow this part of the instructions. Do not <laughs> One delete that you cared it. about. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Use Shamewa Edit to remove the extra line. Don't use Shamewa Unmanage. Uh, actually, you can use Unmanage. That's perfectly safe. Yeah, In fact, that that's what you be. should do. Right. Do not use Shamewar Remove or its alias Shamewar or M because Shamewar has two levels of removing. Either it only comes out of the source and we leave the target alone, and my show notes have that 100% backwards. No, I don't. Sorry. They do not. I have it the right way around. I just can't read my own writing. <laughs> um, so you can remove it from the source, but leave it on the destination, which Shamewa unmanage. Or you can make it go away everywhere, which Shamewa remove. Okay. Now, I want it gone, because there was nothing in that file until I put some boogers in. So I went with Shamewa orm tilde slash dot zshenv. Right. Yeah, mine, I double-checked that mine was empty before I uh, looked at it, too, so... Mine's gone. Now, notice it doesn't just go away. It's like, ooh, this is dangerous. Are you sure? And you can type yes, no, all, or quit. Uh, so it's, I hit Y for yes, and away it went. Now, if I didn't want to do that, I could have used the minus F or minus minus force flag to force it through silently. 
And if I was doing a Shamewa or M star.txt or something, I was going to get 500 questions, I might do that. But in this case, I quite liked being asked if I was sure. Yeah. So because I have auto commit, sorry, because I have auto add, the deletion was automatically staged as well, but not committed. So Shamewa git status shows on branch master changes to be committed, deleted, dot zshenv. Right. So I can do a shamewa space git space commit minus 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 am feet removed environment variable export. Right, right. Okay. So now it did the it did the automatic add and now we've committed that we've committed the fact that we've deleted it. Yes, because that is a git change, right? Git sees yeah. that as a as a change. So we have now started to track a file, edited a file we've been tracking and deleted a file we were tracking. So that is your 80%, right? That is the vast majority of what you want to do with Chaymo. You want to add stuff, you want to edit stuff, and every now and then, not that often, you want to make stuff go away. Yeah. So what that still leaves us with on our on our Chaymo journey is two very important concepts. The first is using templates, which I know you're not convinced about, but I'm going to convince you that I don't even think I on know a single what they computer. Are. Exactly. So at the moment, you're not convinced. So my mission is to make you fall in love with them. Okay. Which, I don't know that I, I'm going to be doing this often enough to need any more than what you've taught me. Well, we'll see. I'm going to try to convince you that you do. I okay. may or may not succeed. I give myself a 60% chance. Because I'm an <laughs> okay. well, I like learning the stuff even if I don't end up using it because sometimes it gets stuck, or not sometimes, all the time it gets stuck back there and I can pull it out for somebody else. I was just going to say, like good advice, it's best passed on to someone else. Okay. Uh, and then the next step, whether or not we like templates, is we do actually want to be able to use Shamewa to, to, to work on multiple computers, because that is yes. a very, very real world problem for both you and me. That's and the I one I really for, want. Well, and for doing uh, clean installs. and Exactly. Because what we want to have is that wonderful Git repository we've been working with today. We want that pushed off to a remote somewhere, maybe up in GitHub as a private repo. And then when we blow up our computer by accident or by choice, we can just do a shamewah init and give it the URL to the Git repository and it will put everything back the way it was. Sweet. That Very that sweet. I'm motivated to learn. Okay, good. So we'll do the templates first. And yeah. then regardless of whether you like the templates, I know you're going to like our final install. All right. Do you think, uh, are those going to both be wrapped in one episode, do you think? I don't know. I'm going to start writing the show notes and it will become clear. The scary part for Bart is if he puts them both in the same episode, that means the following episode is when we will actually start uh, PHP. PHP. And that means he's got to figure out how to start. So Bart's going to be going, okay, can I make this really long so they have to be in two separate ones? I, I, To be honest, I don't think there's going to be an issue there. Um, oh, good. Because uh, I, I, the, the, templates are quite cool. So I, I I have a feeling to make them, f to, to, to get to my 60%, I don't think it'll be short. Okay, well, we'll see. You know, I'm see. also itching to get to PHP. Yeah, this is where we don't, we diverge a little bit. On the one hand, I do actually want to learn PHP properly, but it's going to be a lot of heavy lifting for me. So yeah. I'm trying not to arrive at that heavy lifting until I am clear of some 
temporary stress, shall we say? I won't go into detail. Work, work related, not not. Yeah, it's the as as I how is it I said it to my boss's boss? It's a good thing I can see the cavalry over the hill because I'm fraying around the edges. <laughs> she made the mistake of asking how I was, so I was like, "Was well, fine." <laughs> <laughs> that that's her mistake, right? All right. Well, this Indeed. was cool. I enjoyed it, Bart. This was a lot of fun. Indeed it was. And until next time, happy computing. If you learn as much from Bart each week as I do, I'd like you to go over to lets-talk.ie and press one of the buttons over there to help support him. He does 98% of the work here. I'm just the stooge that listens to him and asks the dumb questions. If you go over to lets-talk.ie, you can support him on Patreon, you can donate via PayPal, or you can use one of his referral links. I really hope you'll go over and help him out. In the meantime, you can contact me at Podfeet or check out all of the shows we do over there over at podfeet.com. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.